Hello friends, today we're going to read Psalm 149. As always, before we begin, let us go ahead and pray over the word that we'll receive today. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the day that you've given us. We thank you for the people in our lives, and we thank you for all the blessings you pour down in our lives. We pray, Lord, for your knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, to be able to grasp the word that we're about to receive, to put it to work into our own life and to be able to share this word with whoever needs to hear it. Help us, Lord, to bear the fruits of your spirit in all that we do, and allow us to be a beacon of light for your love, kindness, grace, and mercy. Holy Spirit, be breathed into us today, and allow us to walk in your guidance in each and every step. Give us your discernment in all things, and help us to understand the truth behind today's message. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So Psalm 149 does not have a title. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of his faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of all his faithful people. Praise the Lord. So that is the end of Psalm 149. I'm going to focus on verse number four. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. As I was reading this, the Holy Spirit really enlightened me as... Whenever I was reading this, I pictured David. And David was not the king that everybody thought was going to be. Jesse had multiple sons. And he presented all of them to the prophet Samuel. And Samuel went to each one of them. And God said, no, it's not this one who's strong and handsome. No, it's not this one. No, it's not this one. And finally, he got to the end and he said, that's it, God, there's no more. And so God says, yes, there's one more. So he asks and Jesse says, I just have one more. He's my youngest and he's a shepherd boy. And the prophet Samuel says, okay, bring him forth. And that's the king the smallest one, the one that nobody thought it would be, but God chose him because it's not about him. God wanted people to know that he was behind David. If he had picked the strongest, most competent fighter, everybody would just assume that it was because of his strength that the fighter was able to defeat Goliath. But because God chose the smallest, the youngest, 
the most inexperienced of all of Jesse's sons, the Israelites could really see God working in him. And so that, I believe, is the reason that he calls the humble to victory. Because if you have a big head, if you are arrogant and you think you are the best, you're never going to see God working in you. You're just going to assume that it's your own strength, your own will that got you through whatever you're going through. That is why we have to humble ourselves so that God can bring us to victory. Because it's not our will, it's not our might, it's the might and the will of our mighty God. I hope that you guys enjoyed this message today. I hope it reached whoever it needed to. And that is all the time that I have. So till next time.